Welcome to the Catfish Corner, where we're talking predators right at the trade deadline as it looms, and Paul's looking at his phone, but nope, it was a false alarm. I'm Tommy Dees. I'm still Paul Scarbina. And uh, Paul is our beat writer here at the Tennessean and with Team Tennessee Gannett, uh, and I am the sports editor, so or sports director, sorry. And uh, we are talking Preds, so let's get right to the news of the day as we speak. Cut this. Did Predators trade for Patrick Kane? Yes, and I'm glad to be the first to report that Patrick Kane, your favorite predator now, is uh, what number is he wearing? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I think 88, maybe. I yeah. think, that, think that's open. Okay, that was all lies, fake news, fake news. But there was news on the Predators beat today. Yeah, they put Craig Smith on injured reserve. He was uh, with a quote unquote lower body injury. He did not practice Monday. He he skated Tuesday morning. Was a late scratch Tuesday night. Um, not great news at this time of year for them. I mean, he's you know one of their top six player, top six guy for them. Um, you know, a streaky goal scorer. Uh, just makes me lead to believe that you know perhaps there may be a, a move coming. Um, I, I expect the Predators will probably make another move. That's just based on my instinct. But um, you know, this may hasten that. Uh, need not that he's out long term we don't know yet but um, you know that that's going to certainly hurt them uh, you know that they're with their depth and um, you know th- th- all the injuries they've dealt with this year this certainly isn't great news for them no it's not injuries are never good news but if you you mentioned this time of year it's a it's a good time of, for it to have a, happen as opposed to a week later when you can do nothing about it except bring somebody up from Milwaukee you can at least make a move to replace him yeah, and I think you know that. Look, they they still need a, they still need a scoring threat. And there's all these rumors out there that I'm not going to dive into. But let's dive into those rumors. <laughs> you go right ahead. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll call and or hang up and listen. No, I still wanted to make the deal with Panera Bread and get that guy from Columbus. Yeah, that guy from Columbus is pretty good. Um, and <laughs> now that they have Patrick Kane, they played together. You know, Patrick Kane had the best year of his career playing next to Panera Bread. There so. we go. You know, hey, the Predators could, uh, you know, that'd be a, that'd be big news if that happened. Have you happened. ever been to Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers? It's really good, and that's another, that's another possible tie-in that they could pay. They could pay these with just a couple of endorsement deals. I think you should probably get another job, like a uh, <laughs> marketing guy or something. No, um, but, you know, I think, I think it wouldn't surprise me if the Predators made a big move. I don't know what that big move is going to be. Um, I leave that to the, to the pundits and the speculators and the people who – talk to agents all day long, seven days a week. But, um, you know, look, this team is has a lot of talent, has a lot of pieces in, in place to win. Um, it's also flawed. You know, we've talked about the flaws. We've talked about the lack of scoring depth. We've talked about the power play. Um, talked about the great play of the goalies. We've talked about all that. But, you know, I think come Monday. Um, they're, Which they're, is, for the uninformed, the trade deadline. I think I think it's 2 p.m. Central, maybe 3. I, I can't remember. I think it's 2 p.m. Central. But um, as we – continually check our Twitter here to make sure that we're not missing anything. Um, look, Poyle's not afraid to make a move. He's made more trades than any other GM in the history of the NHL. Um, he's, I think there's been a lot of talk about who would they give up, right? And Yeah, rather than – it's very speculative, speculative to say who should they go get. Um, but but who makes sense all, for them to give up? I mean, who, and, that's the thing. Yeah, who? What? What do you give up to get what I, you want? If it's an active roster guy, and and there's a lot, there, there's crazy speculation out there all the time. Craig Smith hadn't, you know, didn't was a late scratch, so now all of a sudden he's he's on the trading block, according to you know who wants a whoever. 
But um, I don't think anybody's going to want the guy on the IR now. Well, I, I think it makes it a little harder to trade him. But I think if if we're being honest and we're looking at the Predators from their from their NHL roster. The guy that makes the most sense to me would be Kevin Fiala if they're going to trade him. He's a guy who has upside. He's a guy who's shown flashes of brilliance, as David Poyle has said. He's a guy who's also frustrated the Predators at times um, because they would like him to develop a little bit more quickly than he has, and he is so streaky. But they also value. They also have a high value on him, right? So if, if I'm a team, if I'm a, if I'm a seller, I want to go after a player who's going to help me down the road, who has a ceiling, who you know, has potential, not a guy like Craig Smith who – or, you know, why would a non-contender want Craig Smith? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. So that's why I don't like to get into these rumors and into the speculation. I realize it's fun. I have a name attached to, to what I do. So, you know, I, I don't want to damage my own credibility. Yeah, I hear things, but, you know, I, I'm not going to run out and tell everybody everything I hear because what if it's not true? So, but if we're looking strictly at what the Predators could give up, they have Tolvin and they have a couple other guys in Milwaukee. They have a, 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 a valuable Prospect. piece. Right. And, and and Fiala, who's I think twenty two or twenty three years old, also is a guy who you can throw into that into that boat with he's got a high ceiling, he's got a lot of potential. Poyle swears he's gonna be a thirty goal scorer in the NHL. Um But he's not that right he's now. He's not that right now. So you you know, what do you do when you make a trade and you're you're a seller at the deadline is you speculate on the future. So you know, a lot of other teams probably see the same thing. The Predators see. Or you see. stockpile draft picks, which is the same thing. Correct. And and so it, it's essentially the same thing. So, you know, I think, look, you know, Fiala is, um, you know, I've been, he's an honest guy. You know, and I, I look at it. My perspective is a little bit different because, you know, when you when you deal with these guys, it's it's – you look at him more as people and not commodities. Um, and I really appreciate his honesty. I really appreciate, you know, his, his self – not self-deprecation, but he's really – uh, self-evaluation, I guess, is a better term for it. He's he's aware of what his flaws are, and he's aware that he needs to do things better. And, and you know, look, these guys, just like with the power play, it's not like they're not trying to do these things, right? Right. Um, the effort is Although there. at times you wonder. And, and you do, but, it, it, you know... <laughs> are they, they really paid, trying to score, or they just <laughs> want to pass it around and let the clock run out? There? They get paid a lot of money, and, and you know, so I, I get the expectation part of it. But, you know, look, David Poyle went out and got Brian Boyle, um, who has paid immediate dividends, didn't cost him a whole heck of a lot, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know what a second-round pick could be great. It could be nothing. But who cares? Right now, Brian Boyle, helps. he makes the Predators a lot better. So Let me interrupt you there, and I think we had this discussion um, off, off the uh, podcast air. Um, I, he's a guy I really think they should and want to see them bring back. I, I would, I you know, depending on what the price is, he's 34 years old, so he's not young, but... Um, yeah, I think it certainly wouldn't hurt, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to keep him. He wouldn't be that expensive, and they have a lot of cap. They'll have a lot of cap room. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's a smart a smart move. I'm not sure I agree with the McLeod move, and that's nothing personal against him. But um, he doesn't know. bring a lot of apparent value on the at, at least not um, a value that shows up in the box score. Right, and but there are other a lot more goes into it than that. But but regardless, I think if I'm guessing, I think they're going to make a move. I don't know, you know, I'm not going to be sleeping very well for the next three or four days, uh, but that's part of the fun. And, uh, you know, come Monday, we'll, we'll know. And I'm okay with that. I, I'm, <laughs> as long as a lot it's, of people want to hit the fast forward button, they're ready to get to it and, and know what the teams, because, because basically the, the minute the trade deadline passes, you know what your postseason roster looks like. There could be an injury. There could be a call up or send down. But that's that's the core of what you're working with to try to win a Stanley Cup. 
And I think, you know, they brought back just about everybody from last year, tried to plug in some pieces here or there that haven't necessarily worked out. So, you know, that's a, that's not just that's just not specific to the Predators. That's every GM of every team Absolutely, and every yeah. sport that's always trying to tinker and always yeah. trying to, you know, to but, make things But once better. you get to that point after the deadline, then that's your team. Right, and, that, that's, and that's, that's pretty that's much That's what it. you're going forward with, and that's why everybody wants to fast forward because they want to know what the Predators – but in the meantime, they got a little hockey to play. They do, and they, they play tonight against, against a, a struggling L.A. team. They – I wanted to rewind a little bit though and talk about the. It might have been the worst loss of the season. I think against one of the, at least one of the top three worst losses of the season against Vegas, where they, uh, on I think it was I don't remember what day it is anymore, but um, <laughs> Saturday maybe. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. But it was you know look they looked awful in that game. I mean they just got outplayed. I think they gave up fifty shots on goal. Sorry, I mean they gave up five goals and and I believe in. in you know, none of them were Saros' fault. It was just everything that could go wrong went wrong. But the impressive part was a couple of days later in Dallas, you know, they they played a lot better. They gave up those two goals in 26 seconds. And then... Apart from that, that was one of the better played games that I've seen. And it, it, But but the key about that whole thing was Philip Forsberg, I think, after the two goals in 26 seconds or whatever it was, less than a minute later, um, tied, the, tied, the game, tied the score... And then Roman Yossi, who uh, we'll have a little bit more coming coming up from uh, in this podcast, talking about Doritos and uh, and some other things such as uh, kicking field goals and um, having dinner with Roger Federer. Uh, but Roman Yossi, the, the, the captain, came up big with two goals um, in that game. And, and look, you know, I think it was five to three, um, but it was a really well played game. And it, and it was one of those games they needed. When you lose like they lost in, in Vegas, it, it could be easy for things to continue to spiral this team that doesn't seem to happen with now that said i think you know that the, the blues are are nipping at the heels uh i think they've won 11 or 12 in a row um and some people speculate or some math formula somewhere speculates that they could win the division i think the predators have a they haven't they haven't gone on a winning streak in a while i think they're due for one i think everybody for the most part, I know Craig Smith just went on IR, but they have everybody back healthy playing together for a while. I think they're due for a good 10-game stretch that could come at the right time. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win the, if they won the division. And after Monday, we'll find out whether or not they're going to bolster that bolster that roster to try to do that. Well, let me talk a minute about the captain, um, Roman Yossi. And, and, and we do have some audio coming up that's uh, about Doritos and kicking field goals and things. But if, if they do bring in a, a trade piece – um, as, as they did with Boyle, Cody, the captain's probably the guy who has to set the tone in the locker room that, and on the ice to integrate that person quickly into, you know, because playoffs are here for, you know, it. you don't have two months to kind of figure out where your, where your place is and where your space is on this team. Well, how do, how do you figure the captain plays into that? I mean, I think him and Ryan Ellis and, and Ryan Johansson and Philip Forsberg, and even guys who don't have letters on their sweaters, there, there are a lot of, "Quote unquote leaders in that room, um, and, and and Roman, the chief among them, and he's you know he's a good look. I, I asked Pekka <laughs> Rene about him, and I asked, him, does Roman ever lose his temper? You know, like because he's always cool, calm, and collected. And he says, yeah, he'll throw a stick once in a while, and he'll yell once in a while, and he, you know he'll he'll show some emotion once in a while. So I think he's a guy. He, look, he's really well respected, but he's really kind of young, I think, to be you know for, to be a captain. And I know that Shea Weber was there before and was you know kind of a, a really well respected guy." 
Look, Roman, everybody I've talked to, um, and I've, I've asked players about, you know, just in, in casual conversation about what Roman's like, you know, as a leader and how he, and, and what something that Pekka said to me today was very interesting, I thought, is that Roman will yell, and usually it's because he's unhappy with how he's playing. He's, he's not a guy who's going to go start ripping on his teammates, and, you know, he's, he's not that, that's not his style, right? That's not his gig. And I think there's different ways to be a leader and to be a captain, and I think he, you know, he was one of the first guys to welcome Brian Boyle on, I believe. He's one of the first guys, you know, Cody McLeod coming back. He was he was thrilled about that. Um, I, I don't think it's specific to Roman. Roman is has the label, but I think there are a lot of guys in that room who who are you know have their 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 arms open and their ears open for anybody who comes in there. And you know that's that's just what I've observed. So I, I think it falls on everybody's shoulders, to be honest with you. And now I sound like an answer that he would give, but it's true. Okay, well, let's hear the captain talk about these things. So I was going to ask you about kicking the field goal the other day. I heard you talking about it. Hey, you said you never played football, but you guys went and visited the uh, Cotton Bowl. Yeah. So what? What? Uh, how'd you do? Good. I um, we didn't have a field goal, so we had like people like acting like it's a field goal, but um, but uh, it was good. I, I mean, I, it was pretty straight for a. I hit it one time, so it was only one try. Don't people might think we we tried it a couple of times, but it's only one try. What does the um, C on your sweater mean to you? I mean, is it some, something you take seriously, obviously, but when you get a C, what does that mean for you personally? Um, well, first, I think first off, it's a, it's a huge honor to be to be captain of such a such a great organization, such a great team, and um, um, to me personally, um, I mean, I obviously I try to be a leader on the team, um, but. I haven't, as a person, I haven't really changed in the locker room uh, uh, since I since I got to see. We got such a such a great, a big amount of, of leaders who've been in the league for such a long time. So um, yeah, we all try try to lead together, but uh, obviously there's more responsibility, and um, it's it's been a lot of fun to be to be the captain of this team. And um, yeah, uh, it's just it's a huge honor, and um, you obviously want to want to lead by example and lead the right way. Who do you? If you could have dinner with one person, who would it be? Dinner with one person? Dead or alive? Probably Feder. Roger Feder. I'd love to talk with him about, like, just sit down with him and just talk about his uh, his mental strength and uh, everything he went through in his career, like how, how he became so successful and uh, all that stuff would be would be awesome. You have a, you guys eat healthy. You take care of your bodies. You work out. What's your guilty pleasure food, food, food wise? Food wise, um, um, I like chips. I'm a big chips guy. I love chips. Like potato chips or yeah, or? oh like Doritos. Yeah, any chips. I, I love chips. What's you go? With with when you were growing up, did you? Is this what you wanted to do? What do you want to be when you're growing up? Hockey player, soccer or hockey player. I, I used to play soccer too, and um, I was always really into sports, uh, any sports. But uh, I played soccer and hockey, and I always wanted to play soccer actually. And then decided when I was ten to play hockey, and um, since then I just I always yeah always dreamed of being a professional hockey player. That was Roman Yossi. Um, do you think he shares his Doritos with Brian Boyle, or does Brian have to kind of earn that? Brian, you know, being the new guy probably has to earn it because Roman said he really, really likes his Doritos. So, you know, if he, I don't know how much of a sharer, sharer he is, but... Uh, I'm not a sharer. We, we 
We, you probably know that. Yeah, I know. I came home the other day, and half my stuff was gone that I bought at the grocery store before I left. So well, yeah, let's I, also get into one of my boxes of Girl Scout cookies disappeared mysteriously. Well, you leave Thin Mints laying around, that's going to happen. Buddy. In the refrigerator where they belong. Freezer where they belong. So, we are roommates, if you didn't know. You, you, should, you should. And so, I never see him. It's it's a great arrangement because uh, my, my hours in his, A, he's on the road a lot, and then I get up and leave for work before he gets up to go to morning skate. And I might see him in the office, although he doesn't drop by that often. Um, and then I go home, and he's got a game that night. So it's I'm, I'm getting like it's like I'm paying half the rent, and I've got my own apartment pretty much. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I went in that arrangement, but <laughs> I get Girl Scout cookies out of it. Thin mints, by the way, which are the best Girl Scout cookies ever. But absolutely, uh, back to the rink and the ice and everything. Who, who, you know, you, you talked about Roman and and he, the leader by example kind of guy and. The guy, the guy who kind of get might might get frustrated over his own play, but doesn't doesn't beat somebody up literally or, or figuratively if they're not performing well. Who in that locker room is the person who who looks at somebody and says, "You're not doing your job"? Gosh, you know, because Pekka's not. I, Pekka's I'm, I'm, if, if Pekka gives up a goal, it was his fault. That's all he'll tell you. I mean, I think I, I'm not in there. Obviously, I don't. I'm, after games and, and when emotions are flying, I'm not usually in there. I mean, if I if I had to guess, I mean, I, I think Ryan Ellis would be a guy who would probably speak up. Um, I can see that. I think Ryan Johansson is probably a guy who would speak up. I think PK is a guy who you know PK is, shows a lot of emotion one both ways. You know, his emotions when he's excited, he's not afraid to show it. When he and when every he, one of these guys is hard on themselves. They, I mean, I'm not. We're not painting them as blamers. No, and goalies by nature are never going to blame anybody else besides right. themselves. But um, look, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess off off the top of my head, if I had a guess, I would I would I would probably say those guys. And you know, Ryan's Ryan's a guy who's which Ryan they got a lot of Ryan Ryan's. Ellis, okay. um, yeah, they Ryan's and Brian's and, and all kinds of rhyming names. But but yeah, they, they, Ryan's a guy. You know, he strikes me as um, you know he he gets it. He understands the you know he's not afraid to to speak his mind and um, I think he's you know as, as an alternate captain is respected in that in, in that locker room um, but I don't know if there's a lot of yellers and screamers and I don't know if that that I don't know that there has to be works. Just... no um, I think the coaches probably do a lot of screaming and yelling but um, you know that becomes noise after a while too I think you you know you have to Roman said to me you know you have to you have to have controlled anger you have to you know you have to understand your emotions and be in, be in control of them. it's okay to lose them lose your lose your mind once in a while but i call it calculated chaos so uh, but yeah they're look these guys also uh something else we wanted to touch on um, yeah i think this i think we got a good transition here i think you know where you're going with with don cherry and his loud suits uh criticizing the, the, the carolina hurricanes and their uh post-game celebrations does after his mother wins. let him dress like that i i, I would Look, you can't ask me that because you've seen some of the things that I wear. That's a good point. But it's interesting that, uh, you know, I can't imagine why anybody – it's one of those things. How could anybody criticize – so, look, they, after the – I think three of them that I remember, they did Duck, Duck, Goose, right? And this is all with, this is all with the fans after the game. We're talking about Carolina's right. post-win celebrations. Right. And to be fair, they don't do that when they lose. Well, and I think they only do them at home. Right. So they don't disrespect their opposing right. team, you know, the opposing team's ice. But – uh, they did a game of Duck Duck Goose. They did a, a rendition of uh, uh, one of the players hitting a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did. And the pitcher throwing his throwing d- his glove, his mitt to the 
to the ice. Yeah, and they did the uh, they did uh, the limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's coming up with these ideas. Every time I look forward to after every hurricane's win of see, looking on Twitter to see what the latest one is. I don't have any tie to the Carolina Hurricanes besides I think they're wildly entertaining. I saw one of them in person, which it was was okay when when the Predators lost uh, in Carolina, but I, it's fun. Like, how can you argue against? That I, I just you know get off my lawn. It's this is worse than get off my lawn. I, I don't even know where it comes from, and look like I don't know if you notice after games like. But but you got a bad guy, guy basically criticizing them for trying to draw attention to themselves while he's wearing a suit that looks like a lit up Christmas tree. Yeah, or who dra- wants you to look like look at him? I don't get it. I, I don't either, but you know what? Hey, the less fun, the better, right? I mean, let's just you know let's just put fighting back in the game and let's not have any you know. This is the you know the, the predators have a guy in, in, in Subban who is a little bit uh, you know outward and, and and overt in his emotions and I think that's great and, and his clothing choices to be fair <laughs> and, which we which we've talked about he but may yeah. have sold him that suit but the uh, you know him and Ryan Johansson do a little dance a, a lot of times after after the predators win and there's nothing I mean what somebody explain to me what's wrong with that I, how is it disrespecting anything I'll never understand but. Um, I, I, for one, look forward to watching them. Um, I imagine those Carolina fans really look forward to it, and they stay. It's like the Avengers movie where you stay to the end while the credits to see that extra scene. If you're a Carolina fan and they win, you want to stay to see what they're going to do to celebrate. In fact, I like it. You're, you're right. And in fact, I like it so much. They, they sold some T-shirts. They made had some T-shirts made that said, I think it said bunch of jerks or something like that. Because that's what. Uh, because Jerry, that's what Don call, Jerry right. called him. Uh, and I ordered a shirt. I, I, I can't <laughs> wait to wear it. And I don't I don't give, give a crap about the Hurricanes, but I think it's great. So, you know, hey, I, have fun. And, 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 you know, it's a game. It's I just don't understand this this business of. Of, you know, getting upset about something like that, and, and if you are, just be quiet. You yeah, know, just, just don't take yourself so seriously, there, buddy. No, and don't take this podcast too seriously. Uh, we'll probably be back uh, again before you know it, talking about a trade. Uh, anything you want to say before you say good night, Paul? Good morning. Good night, Paul. <laughs>